Dum Dum Radio. Welcome back to Dum Dum Radio. We've missed you. My name is Julia Gibson. I'm the music editor of Dum Dum Zine. And I'm Talin Kali. I'm the founder and publisher of Dum Dum Zine. And we are here recording episode four. It's been a while since episode three. So we're really excited to be back at it. Yay! Hello from our quarantine to yours. We are doing a social distancing episode. So never fear. I'm at my house. Tallinn's at her house. We have a really beautiful setup. You can't see it, but we've got a highly professional setup on yeah, both we'll, ends. We'll take a screen grab for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it was super easy. We got it on the first try. Yeah, it didn't take long at all. It was totally seamless. Exactly. We're <laughs> absolute <laughs> professionals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even so, we worked it out. We're excited to be back. And we have some dumb updates for you, even though, you know, there's been a lot going on. One of the biggest updates, I guess, is what you're hearing right now. You know, you know it already. We're back. (laughs) You're like this. (laughs) So we're back at it with the podcast. Uh, Obviously, we're recording this episode now and we have a few episodes in the pipeline that we're excited to share with you, too. Some special guests. Um that we get to have on the podcast which is very exciting um we've had some live episodes but I don't think we've had like a guest interview podcast yet yeah we have that's right we haven't we did the last episode we did was our field recording of LA Art Book Fair right that's right yeah and we had lots of guests kind of popping in and out Mm -hmm. uh, visiting our table and And we did like little micro interviews, but we've never had like a guest guest. Right. Like a deep dive interview with one special guest. So we're excited for that. That's coming up soon. I know for me, this has been a really big change of pace. I'm sure for you too, Tallinn, and I'm sure for a lot of our listeners. And so we're just happy to be here and you know, recording our podcast, doing something that we really love and holding on to some shred of creativity and normalcy during this time. So yeah. Oh, and the other dumb update is uh, we can't tell you very much right now, but we are currently plotting issue seven. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll be really easy for you to guess what the theme will be. (laughs) (laughs) The theme just like, it just appeared one day in quarantine. (laughs) The theme is quarantine. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) It's a really niche interest. (laughs) It's not, it's yeah, it's not global at all. Who would have (laughs) guessed? The timing's right. (laughs) We're making it. (laughs) And we're excited. Timing is right for something. That's true. Yeah. I mean, and speaking of the timing too, this has been... You know, it's it's been an interesting time, I think, for creatives and for artists who have had to adapt to a lot of changes. I think, you know, not only I know we were talking a little bit before we started recording about zine fests and book fairs having to cancel their events. And, you know, I've seen book readings being canceled. I know, obviously, live music performances have had to take a break and, you know, postpone. And so I think it's been like a a really big time of adjustment to what we're able to do now safely. I'm curious to hear, like, how have you had to change and adapt as an artist, as a creative? How has your creativity and your approach to your work 
changed with, you know, the current circumstances. Everything feels more present on the internet now because everyone's on the internet more because it's such a potent way to connect and stay connected. Like I know that LA Zine Fest, since they had to cancel, they did, they've been doing like streams of virtual readings, which is wonderful. And I found that that's helped me the most as an artist is being able to, in a way, memorialize events that I would have wanted to do by having live streams of them. Like there was, I knew that I, I had like a bill in mind to play with my band for the longest time. I wanted to have this bill for 2020 and it was like in the works, you know, it's not going to be able to happen for the foreseeable future. I went ahead and I like had a friend make a flyer for it anyway. And I booked it anyway. I like booked a whole show for the internet for live stream through our Patreon a couple of weeks ago. And that kind of imagining of continuing that on in, in a different form has really been helping me continue my practice because that's one aspect of my creative practice, you know, but it's like a really important one. It's really meaningful to me. So it's helped me to memorialize things in that way as a way to kind of pass through them, you know, instead of grieving them, you know, it's like a way to do both. And the other thing I've been doing is building a little DIY home studio and taking more ownership of all the different parts of my music because I can't be I can't be in a studio right now you know so I've relied on the generosity of like my, of my friends my bandmates and my labels for for years to help me with that or to provide me with a space and now that we've got to stay safe we got to stay quarantined I've just found that it's helped me to take all those steps into my own hands so it's been a time of like great experimentation and file sharing and adapting, like you were saying, Julia, staying flexible and trying new things and experimenting because I can't do things the traditional way that I used to, you know? Totally. Sounds like you've really had to change your approach to a lot of the art that you make. And when it comes to social media, I think there are a lot of pros and cons, right? Like you're still able to interact with fans you're able to interact with other artists that you know you admire and support and at the same time do you feel like there is like an expectation to stay very online <laughs> you know I think I only put that pressure on myself <laughs> but but you know I think um I think that I also I also I do and, and I and I also don't because there's no external pressure um, but I think that it's a double-edged sword, right? So I have found that taking some weekends off from creating those connections and from like being very much on online has helped me stay creative, but also taking too much time away, I feel isolated. So it's, it's, a, it's a fine line, you know? So some of the pressure is self-imposed, not just to serve my community, but like to, you know, serve my own, my own human needs to connect. You know, like sometimes I'll get in my head about it. Like, oh, you know, you should really like post. Oh, like you should really like message people and see how, you know, see how everyone's doing. And sometimes that really helps me and it helps the community. But then sometimes it just doubles down. It's just like too much stimulation that's not actual human connection that I feel like it gets me glitching somehow. Can you relate to that? Oh, absolutely. Mostly about glitching. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's really, you know, being so separated from other people has really, A, made me think more deeply about my relationship to social media and B, think more about isolation versus time alone. Because I think that sometimes I need time to myself and sometimes I think that I need time to myself when I really need connecting to other people. I have a tendency to isolate even when we're not social distancing, we're not quarantining. So I think in a time where it's necessary to stay away from other people physically, my relationship with the idea of isolation and the idea of distancing myself from other people has really changed. I don't know. I'm just like trying to get to know myself better in terms of like knowing where the line is and when I'm really taking good care of myself by having time to myself and when I am actually isolating in a way that's not necessarily helpful to myself either creatively or feeling good about myself. So yeah, I think exactly what you said. It's a double-edged sword where we're all trying to figure out how much we want to use social media to connect with other people and when it's like helpful, when it's going to make you feel connected, when it's going to like serve you in a positive way and when it's going to be something that we're putting internal pressure on ourselves to do. Another creative in quarantine question that I have for you is how has it been connecting virtually versus connecting in person? Like when we're talking about live streams or we're talking about this podcast here or other podcasts that you've done, what is that experience like? It feels like I'm like the cyber 90s girl I've always wanted to be. (laughs) (laughs) We're hacking the matrix. You know it. You know it, girl. I love it. It's so fun. I feel like I spend a lot of time getting ready for them too. So I feel like this sense of anticipation before I do like a live stream that I want for myself because I I love to party. And so I feel like I make a social occasion out of it. You know, like I'll make myself like a drink and I'll fully get ready for these live streams. Like we did them every Friday night in April because the the stay at home was so new to everybody and we're gonna do them every last Friday of the month so it felt it's felt really awesome it's felt like at least we have this you know I would much rather be doing that IRL and catching up with everyone and seeing everyone's faces in the crowd and like hanging out afterward and stuff but it's it's nice that we get to assimilate the experience by having these live stream gatherings, you know? Yeah. Us uh, Le- Leos and Libras need a little bit of something during these times. So as I mentioned before, we are plotting issue seven of Dum Dum Zine, which we are very excited about. And we will, of course, as per every issue be opening submissions really soon we've been talking about it we've been thinking about it and I guess the big question is kind of why do it why do it now why is it important to you know make an issue at this time we thought that this episode would be a good time to talk about it time to talk about why creativity is important why art is important and why we have decided to work on another issue. We're going to share our thoughts about it. Maybe start a discussion. We'd love to hear from our listeners too. Let's talk about it. Why is it? Why are we opening submissions? Why is it important right now? 
I, I feel like the person I always come to when there's like a crisis is Beth Pickens, who who stopped by our table at the last podcast, uh, in our last podcast episode. Uh, Beth Pickens is an amazing art consultant, author, and an amazing fan of art and who like whose mission is to like help artists be creative and stay creative and she's been sending like awesome newsletters during quarantine posing questions like does your art matter in a pandemic and you know I think about this stuff every day and I first started following Beth Pickens work around the time of the Trump election and she was posing similar questions like is it valid is it important to make art right now when the country needs so much help and service and and certainly that translates doubly during a global pandemic and her answer is always yes because art is essential to the human experience the processing of the human experience you know so we feel like so many people who are part of this Dum Dum Zine community are are like-minded artists, artists of like so many shades, like so many kinds, so many mediums. And so if we feel activated enough to open submissions, it must mean that, you know, you guys are out there making work for yourselves. And that's that's the kind of stuff that we need. Like that's what the world needs. You know, one of the things Beth Pickens talks about so frequently is artists need to make art for themselves first and foremost in order to process being in this world and then that helps our society then process and translate their own human experiences so so hell yeah hell yeah we want to open submissions and you know like I think it's I think we were talking about this a little bit earlier too it's like equally valid when we have periods of time where we can't make art or choose not to make art but for everyone who is making art right now or wants to make art or feels like a call from us might emblazon them to make new art like dude why the fuck not yeah why not I love Beth Pickens as well I'm a big fan and it was really exciting to get to talk to her at the LA Art Book Fair and I think that you know I've been one of those people in quarantine that hasn't necessarily taken I've, I've taken the opportunity to rest on the creative end of things. I haven't been writing as much. I haven't been creating as much, but I also have taken the time, I think, to take in more art. I've been reading more. And I think not only for me is it important to create in order to feel like myself and connect with myself, I need to be interacting with um, with other people's art too. Like I need to be reading. I need to be listening to music. I need to be hearing what other people are putting out there that's kind of like the flip side of why we'd be opening submissions now too is that like not only are we hoping that this like gives people permission to create we're also hoping (laughs) that we can read your work and also thinking of the people that will be able to read your work too and how important it is to to us and to them that contributors share their work there can be kind of like an emphasis on the importance of productivity and how, you know, we have all this free time or some of us have all this free time. We need to be doing something with it. And I think taking the time to experience art is just as important as creating sometimes. 
Yeah, because you know, when we're on that flip side, which as artists, you know, we pass through so many different phases of, of creation. When we're on that, in the resting state, when I'm in that resting state, I need, I need work. I need new work because that revitalizes me, that refills my tank. And for me, it's all about the creative ecosystem, you know, so we can't make, I can't make work if I can't absorb work. You know, so I think it's interesting we're on different sides of the spectrum right now, Julia. Yeah, it's interesting too. Like I know we were talking about this earlier too, about like the the need to create art in order to connect and express. And I think that, you know, we're we're in a time where we're all feeling really disconnected from one another. And again, we're trying to feel connected to each other in, you know, the ways that we have available to us right now. Like <laughs> virtually we have social media that we're using and we have you know zoom (laughs) zoom and facetime and all of those resources um but at the same time this is it's just another method of connecting with people and feeling connected and trying to like bridge that gap of disconnect that we're all feeling right now and reading media do you want to do our next our next what do you what do we even call it oh Section? man beat or um what year am I in did <laughs> I just say beat am I like a journalist in 1996 <laughs> what's your beat I feel like we had a segment was that the word yes yes <laughs> that's the podcast queen I refer I defer to the podcast queen it's a beat now our it's next beat, beat now media oh beat. Did you have a beat when you were in J school? Uh yeah, we had to take <laughs> we had to take <laughs> electives. So em- high key embarrassing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I um did healthcare beat. I was yeah, healthcare reporting. I'm trying to even remember what the other options were, but that encompassed so many things that were important to me. So Yo, I was I had the music beat, so oh, I had nice. all the beat puns. It was <laughs> horrible. Oh my god. I listeners, thank you in advance for not stopping <laughs> while we made puns. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, I've been reading so much. Um there you know, I know every reader relates to this but I do have a segment of my bookshelf that is all books that I need to read they usually make their way from my bookshelf to my bedside table and then they live in the little nook in my bedside table for a long 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 time so I decided to go diving in there so I read my year of rest and relaxation by Otessa Moshfeg amazing that's a bold choice yeah I mean now that I've read it I'm like that was very bold it was bold but I'm glad I did because it had been sitting on my bookshelf for a long time. It was definitely one of the the ones I wanted to read last year. It made like a couple trips with me, honestly. <laughs> I brought it with me to, I went to Hawaii last year. I brought it with me to Hawaii. And then I brought it up to Northern California a few times. I just wasn't able to to read it until now. So I'm glad I had the chance to do that. And then um, I followed that up with Prozac Nation by Elizabeth Wurzel. <laughs> wow. Why am I doing this? Again, another book that I've wanted to read for a while, especially since she passed away last year. And again, another book. I mean, they're both books that I'm glad to have read. 
uh, the next book I have up on my to read list. It's sitting on my bedside table right now and I haven't cracked it yet. I really want to read The Virgin Suicides <laughs> by oh. Jeffrey Eugenides. Um, I loved Middlesex, so I'm excited to to get started on that. Just incredible writing. So. Dude, Middlesex is deep fave. Like, oh my gosh, yes. Oh. I like a like an actual journey. <laughs> Centuries long journey. Oh, it's amazing. Saga, baby. What have you been reading? Dude, I just bought Joshua Robert Long's book. It's called Occasional Self-Portrait and Other Poems. And readers dum dum zine there's a special place in dum dum zine's heart for joshua robert long we love joshua robert long he is our longtime internet friend and uh, he just came out with this collection of poems i believe this month yeah so i went ahead and and bought it and uh, got it like really quickly so y'all should order it we love we love joshua dum dum zine book club stamp of approval if we had like a little stamp like oprah does we'd put it on his work totally we, we dude, should make we actually, one dude we actually have one deep in archives it doesn't say book club but that we have like um from our first issue we had stamps made oh yeah we used to stamp people's wrists at the door at our shows oh those are the days <laughs> <laughs> so analog though Aww. um but yeah i've been reading joshua's joshua's book and I've been reading Shakespeare's sonnets because I love reading poems to kind of warm my palate as a way to dive into longer works because sometimes all I can handle is a poem, you know? So I, I, I got into this really nice habit, this really nice flow in like week two or three of quarantine where I would pick up the book of sonnets, read a sonnet, and then I would kind of like help me feel like get a get focused in and then I would read a chapter of Ray Bradbury's Zen and the Art of Writing and then like rotate to a self-help book because lord fucking knows we need that shit right now (laughs) and then read a chapter of pleasure activism and who's the author of pleasure activism my copy is i'm gonna i'm actually gonna reach for my copy because this book is that's how good this book is i need to tell you the name okay so it's called pleasure activism the politics of feeling good by adrian marie brown Ooh, i've never heard of it check it out here's the cover oh that looks great yeah it's awesome it's so queer and it's oh it's fantastic it's also like so like sex positive and just pleasure centered politics it's like it's amazing Mm. and so I've been like doing my little like reading sampler all through quarantine and I'm I'm still working my way through each each of those three books plus like a self-help book thrown in and that's really been working for me because I don't have the kind of focus to dive into a novel right now dude I just I can't do it I can't do it I want to, but it just hasn't been working for me. Like movies haven't really been working for me either. Like TV shows have been my jam. And usually it's been TV shows I've seen before. Mm -hmm. I can't really handle too much else, you know? Yeah. I know what you mean. Movies are hard for me sometimes too. (laughs) Yeah. The attention span. Have you been watching anything interesting? I've been watching a lot of nature documentaries. 
Oh my God, to I be love perfectly you. honest. <laughs> I love it. All the PBS nature documentaries, they're really calming. I don't know what it is. I mean, obviously there's nothing really calming about watching, you know, an antelope get attacked <laughs> by like <laughs> a wildcat, but it's worth it. I think just for a adorable baby animal footage and be just feeling like I love hiking. I love being outside. I love being connected with nature. And I feel like, you know, I don't feel as connected with nature as I do generally. So that's such a, that's such an interesting way to make sure you have enough nature consumption. Mm -hmm. Like in so many yoga classes I've taken, so many books I've read about wellness nature is like high on the list and so I think it's amazing you're just like up in those nature docs getting yourself care in like that's really inspiring I'm gonna write that down (laughs) plus it's a little educational like I feel like I've learned a lot about I watched one about weasels the other day (laughs) wow um but you know you come out of it feeling like it, it's easy for me to turn on the TV and then I like I love I do the exact same thing I love to watch shows that I've already seen because it kind of takes the surprise out of it and it feels really like anxiety reducing for me I'm like oh this is familiar I it's gonna make me laugh I'm gonna feel you know good about it so I tend to gravitate towards familiar things to me and on the other hand when I watch a nature documentary I feel like I'm like oh it's you know I learned something new but it's like an like a (laughs) non-threatening I like come out of it being like hey did you know how smart badgers are (laughs) (laughs) I love it so it definitely like stimulates my brain in a way that I feel like a need right now but yeah have you been watching anything good yeah I mean dude I've just been doing my yearly rewatch of the Buffy canon like the Buffy verse and all it's adjacent like just everything I'm a mess (laughs) I do it every year because like sometimes when I have like high intensity deadlines, I'll do it because it's just on in the background, keeping me company. But I also do it every year. Like even if I don't have a high intensity deadline at that time of year or anything, I'll just have it going on for the same reason that you, you talked about how you like to watch something familiar. Mm-hmm. It just helps me zone out, you know, and it's so, it's so anxiety reducing. And I watched I rewatched season one of Altered Carbon because I loved it so much the first time I saw it. And I I noticed that there was a second season out. So I decided to rewatch season one and then watch season two. And then they changed they took out the main protagonist, like the actor. They took out the main protagonist in season two. And I'm just still really taking that difficultly. <laughs> like, how am I I'm supposed just, to process this? <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like falling apart (laughs) because (laughs) I'm not really, but like, you know what I mean? I was just like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) Like, he's so so smoking. I'm just like, what am I supposed to do without you? (laughs) Have you watched it? I haven't yet. No. (laughs) Yeah. Try not falling in love with that fucking like, like six foot seven, like angel man. (laughs) I'm telling myself. Yeah. Not only is it hot in here, but six foot seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm anyway, gonna I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check it out now. Yeah. After I finish this wild cat series. <laughs> Anyways, um, have you been listening to anything good? 
Yeah, I mean, like, along with the rest of us, I've been listening to the Fiona Apple album a lot. Yeah, I, I saw you do that. <laughs> I just <laughs> physically reacted to that. Yeah, I listened. I listened to that and like live tweeted it. Got highly emotional. It, it was it was awesome. And I I've been listening to a lot of Discogs because that's I think that's my version of like TV shows I've seen before too. I think like something I've been doing since college is just listening to Discogs, like just diving in. And so I've I re-listened to the whole Primal Scream Discog. They're my favorite band. And then I listened to the Warpaint Discog and I was like really surprised by the consistency, pleasantly surprised. And I listened to the Swerve Driver Discog. Oh my God, they're so good. Oh Love my God. Swerve Driver. Yeah. Nice. And then just like like new releases, like, you know, X released something new, Alice Bag. And like, I've just been keeping up with the new stuff and like really happy that so many like active artists are deciding to move forward with their releases because we get to have their music, you know? I mean, it fucking sucks. We can't see them play, but it's pretty cool. We get to have their music. Like that's pretty special mm -hmm. during quarantine. Yeah. How about you? I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, honestly, in terms of music though, I I've been listening to a lot of psychic TV. That's something that I don't know why I just, feel like it's really <laughs> it's really doing it for me right now so that band for sure and then my lovely fiance Simon has been getting back into his podcast too it's called the raw power hour and it's just a a playlist of you know everything he's listening to at the moment and um we have similar taste and so I've just been listening to that, <laughs> to that a lot Hell yeah I get to listen to it being recorded and then listen to it after the fact so it's kind of been my um go-to playlist oh a former colleague and friend and someone that I really admire, uh, Jericho Mandiber, put out a podcast recently called Beyond Belief, and I've started listening to that. It's so interesting. The first episode was about Satanism and feminism, and the two of them together basically is Satanism feminist. And Dope. it's it was very interesting. And the the second episode that I I loved so much ha, featured the medium and astrologer Jessica Lanyato, and it was about being a medium. It was just fascinating. I would highly recommend it. it. Just you know, got me thinking. We'd also love to hear any of our listeners' recommendations if you've been listening to or reading anything that's been really really inspiring to you let us know. I'm always down for more recommendations. <laughs> Talene is too. She's nodding. You know, we also just want to say that our hearts go out to everyone that is struggling right now. This is an unprecedented and really uncertain and scary time. And, you know, we're thinking of everyone that is facing unexpected challenges and struggling in any way. If anyone is looking for any creative resources or just wants to reach out to the zine, we just wanted to let you guys know that you can email us at yeah, in, yeah just send, send us an over email. send over an email. We can you can reach us at info at dumdumzine.com. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Or just DM us on Instagram. Again, we're so excited to be back at it with the podcast. 
We're so excited to be reconnecting with you guys um, on this platform. And again, we have some exciting episodes in the works too. So keep your eyes or ears peeled. Ears. (laughs) Keep one of of those peeled. Keep them all peeled. (laughs) And that's it. That's episode four. We'll see you next time on Dum Dum Radio. Mm -hmm.